Hello and welcome to Movement, a weekly podcast for South Aussie Baptists to listen and imagine together. Each fortnight, Melinda Cousins interviews a leader from within our movement and then asks them to share one of their recent sermons with us the following week. So last week I had the opportunity to sit down with John Vesey and hear oh, all kinds of stories and things that he's been involved in globally and nationally. Uh, but today I've got him back to share with us a sermon that he preached in the local church. So John, can you tell us why did you pick this sermon to share with us today? Yes, well, look, the sermon was the last sermon that I preached in the Jesus is Lord series right. at Enfield Baptist, um, coming to the close of my time there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I normally have a series for the year and the whole theme there was Jesus is Lord and that's the last one. And essentially what it was wanting to, um, I suppose, have a focus on is that uh, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> and if he is Lord, what are the implications of that for all of life? And to give some emphasis to that, I, I went back to the story of Moses where he w- encountered God right. and uh, God incredibly revealed his personal name to Moses. Mm-hmm. And, and Moses uh, got caught up in the whole aspect of um, how can I, how can I, how can I? And essentially all those personal pronouns were not the story. The story was God said, I will, I will, I will. And Moses had to come to understand that the great I am mm means the self-existent one, the one who's competent for all things. And Moses doesn't have to be that one, but needs to be caught up in that one. And so it just seemed to be the right one for my challenge to Enfield Baptist to say, of all the things we've shared over all the years, Mm. uh, if we don't get this, we we haven't got it at all. Jesus is Lord, the great I am, I am not, Mm. but I know I am. Excellent. Oh, we're looking forward to hearing it. And I think in light of all that you shared last time, it's mm. a great reminder to come back to that, just the heart of what we're on about, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the rightful Lord of all. I am not. He is the I am. You are not. He is the Lord. And if he is the Lord, then we need to not just call him Lord, but do what he says. And that impacts every area of life, particularly when we come into a very ethically uncertain future. He is Lord, not the voice of consumerism or politics or ethics. He is Lord. And if he's not Lord of all your your life, then he's not Lord at all. So allow him to be Lord. Secondly, if he is Lord, then we are to his praise and glory. And that's the second plank that we've sought to lay. It's his praise, his glory. And we are meant to be reflecting him. The moon is just a dull bit of rock, but it looks beautiful because it reflects the sun. And we are just a dull group of rocks, but we're beautiful because we reflect the sun. And so continue to be reflectors of his glory. The third thing to plank to lie is that God's got a big plan to restore all things in Jesus. All things. And that restoration is in heaven and earth and all things will come under him. He's the rightful Lord of all. And if that is the case, this is not the end of the story. And this is what I've encouraged you as you go through your tough times. This is not the end of the story. God has got a bigger plan and the bigger plan includes now and not yet and he's going to restore all things this is not the end of the day even though we're a 
afflicted and crushed, we're not despairing. So in your toughest times, remember this is not the end of the game. And God is good all the time, not some of the time. He's good all of the time. And I want Derek and Lauren to come and just sing this as probably the thing that I think sums up mostly what my heart would be for you to know. That in the valleys and in the mountains, when it's good and when it's bad, God doesn't change. He's the same all the time. Let this be an encouragement to your heart as you hear this beautiful song. I just feel that song sums up everything we need to know to live life well. I just want to share one final thing out of this plank. And that comes to an experience I had as I came from Mildura to Adelaide recently. And it concerns three strawberries. I was coming from Mildura as I had done every year. I go to Mildura once a year and come back. And every time at the roadblock just before Ren, or just before Renmark in South Australia, um, the attendant comes up and says, um, do you have any things to declare? And I say, yes, I've got this or that, and we hand it over. Well, this particular time, I bought a packet of strawberries in Mundura, and I ate all but three strawberries. Only three strawberries were left. I didn't want to eat those three strawberries because I thought my tummy might get a little bit, you know, um, overdone. And so as I pulled up to the border, the fruit fly inspection, the attendant came out and said, sir, do you have anything to declare? And I said, yes, I have three strawberries. And I handed over the three strawberries. He duly took them. And then he began to ask me some other questions. Do I have any other fruit? And he looked in the back and in the boot and in the glove box as he always had done. I must say that along the way I saw some new signs. The new sign simply said, well, I'd always understood that if I brought fruit into South Australia, there would be a fine. That's always been the case for 40, 50 years as I've driven that road. Anyway, he then started to say, sir, would you step out of the car? I, yes, I'll step out of the car. And um, he said, why did you bring these three strawberries into South Australia? I said, I didn't. I gave them to you. You asked, did I have anything to declare? I declared them to you. He said, thank you. I'll note that. And then he said, could I have your license, please, sir? I started to think, this is rather officious. What's going on here? So I handed my license over. I said, I've never had to hand my license over before. I was beginning to look around for the gotcha camera somewhere, you know, a, a joke or something like this. But no, he was very serious. So he took my thing, put it in the clipboard, and just um, started to walk away. Another person came across and said, um, would you please go over and drive your car over to the park and someone will meet you there. Oh, I'm wondering whatever is going on here. This was unusual to say the least. So I go over there with my car and I wait in the car and then a lady comes across and says, sir, would you please accompany me to this interview room? <laughs> and so... <laughs> With the three strawberries in my mind, I, I walk up to the interview room and I sit down and the same gentleman who had met me with my and taken my licence met me in the interview room. He sat down and he said, so sir, would you like to change your account in any way? I said, no, that's just what I said. I gave you three strawberries at the um, place. And then he said, so why did you bring... And he went through this process again. Anyway, 
the heavy hitter it must have been but he, he got these pictures of the signs he said did you not see that the signs said that if you brought fruit into South Australia you would be fined I said yes I see that every time I come but I said I had seen no change in procedure he said well sir the law changed uh, nine months ago it is now an offence to bring fruit to this point and if you bring fruit to this point and hand it over you are subject to the full penalty of the law and I said well where show me which sign said there has been a change in conditions at the border he said well there is no sign that says that but it does say that if you do this you'll get a fine on the border I said but I've done it for years and handed over what's the problem so he said well the law has now changed so he wrote out and says anything you'd like to add to this account sir and I made some explanations that it might be very helpful to have a sign that says changed conditions at the border do not bring the fruit he said did you not see the bins that you could put the fruit in I said I'm talking about three strawberries I didn't need to put it in the bin that's a lot of stuff yeah but I didn't interpret that anyway so then he says well we'll send it to the expiation branch and um, you may get a, a fine or you may not so just wait to see what happens a week ago I got a a letter in my official looking letter I opened it up and I had a fine for three hundred and eighty nine dollars and it said on the sign in it, it said the offense three strawberries <laughs> that was the offense and I, I stood there and I thought you know what this is this is a picture of what the law does to us and I mean this in the highest respect the law was right the law was good the law was perfect because it said you cannot bring strawberries past this point and I stood guilty before the law and ignorance my my lawyer brother-in-law said ignorance before the law does not make you innocent and so it is true I stood properly guilty before the law but I had three strawberries doesn't matter I'm still guilty before the law and so as I thought about this account and wrote back a very lengthy reply because I was invited that I could do that and I gave this account of the three strawberries and I gave the different accounts of it going through I became more and more aware that this is what it is like with God's law and us without grace now I was standing there guilty before the law and I rightly was but do you know what all the law told me was you are guilty you are condemned you have nowhere to go there's nowhere of help you are guilty before the law and all I could say was you are right three strawberries but it doesn't matter how big our sin or how little our sin before the law of God we stand guilty because even our acts of righteousness are not sufficient to be free from what the law demands but do you know what I was calling out for grace I was wanting to know is there anyone who's going to help me with these three strawberry issue but no there was not sir you are guilty before the law and I had to accept that reality friends we all 
stand guilty before the law of God. The law is righteous, the law is holy, the law is pure, but the law declares us helpless and hopeless and condemns us. We need help. And the wonderful grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and God's grace towards us that he said, while you were yet sinners, while you were condemned and without hope, I have given you the way out. And it's through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not be condemned for three strawberries but shall have forgiveness and everlasting life. Friends, we are condemned without knowing Jesus Christ. We stand guilty before the law, and rightfully so, for we have offended the law. But do you know what? God's grace is so huge that he offers you the forgiveness and the way forward that you might have eternal life and might be part of this community of the cross that we call the church today. And so I wanted to finish with the three strawberries. Now, it hasn't finished yet. I might go to court yet. (laughs) And if I do, I'm going to have a big strawberry truck out the front (laughs) and push this through because, you know what, this is an issue, but truly I won't do that because I was guilty. I was guilty before the law. But I trust that you might remember the three strawberry incident. And if you have never placed your trust in Jesus Christ as the one who takes you out of the condemnation position, for we have been condemned, but the good news of God is that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'd rather have Jesus than anything. Now, many of you have said, John, would you sing a song before you go? Well, I'm not going to just sing an item. I'm going to ask that we pause and we reflect on Jesus and that we would say above anything else, I'd rather have him than anything. But before I sing, I just want to say, my family, I thank you all. Elizabeth, thank you for, what does someone say? Not being a normal situation. And I know that, like that song said, there's been high, high, life, high parts and low parts. And we know that through it all, we have served a higher purpose. And that has been the Lord Jesus. So thank you for your support and partnership. Thank you to all my family. It's been great seeing George at Men's Shed. You know, God is good, and I thank God for him. I wonder if you might just quietly pause, and as I present this song, would you allow your heart to turn back to Jesus and say, I'd rather have him than anything this earth affords. Let us pause for a moment.
Thanks for listening to Movement today. If you enjoyed this show, then please take a second to give us five stars, tap subscribe, and tell a friend. We are available wherever you get your pods. Movement is a podcast from Baptist Church's SA, hosted by Melinda Cousins and produced by Ruth Grace and Kathy Turner. We'll be back next week with another special guest. <laughs>